Hey, this is John from PureAndSimpleBible.com. Welcome back to the podcast. So happy that you are here, and I'm very excited to continue a Bible study from the book of James, chapter 1, with Brother Wesley Hubbard, great friend of mine. He's my neighbor. He lives three houses down. We attend the same congregation of the Lord's Church, the Denton County Church of Christ up in Louisville, Texas. Wesley has been with me to Cambodia once, and he is preparing to go back with me again. He's fallen in love with the country there, with the Christians who are there, and with the work there in general. Wesley strives to preach the gospel. He has a full-time job at the moment, but hopes in years to come to transition into the role of a preacher. So for Christians who are out there looking for people to uh, hold gospel meetings or come and preach for you on a Sunday, I want to plug his name, Brother Wesley Hubbard, to come and uh, share the gospel with you in during those Sunday speaking appointments. Now, we are going to jump right back into our Bible study in James chapter 1 about the ways that we can work through trials with the help of God. And so let's jump right back in. Um, we've Just to, to sum up so far, we've talked about having first a joyous attitude. This is what James 1 has taught us so far about uh, whenever we face temptation and trial. Have a joyous attitude. Have an understanding mind. Kind of know your place and know God's place in your heart. But that's not it. There's three more. And so I'm wondering if you can tell us about the third one, a submissive will. Uh, it comes from James chapter 1, verse 4. This is where you've gone in your notes. Uh, I'll read it, and then I'll ask you to comment on it. It says, And let endurance have its perfect result, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Help me understand a submissive will and how that's going to help me overcome trials. You've got to let it happen. We can't fight it. We can't resist it. Uh, simply put, we should never be reluctant to let God do his work in our in our life. We have to be willing to submit to the trial again, but we can't do that if we don't have those those others those, those two pre previous steps if we if we don't understand that that God is powerful and sovereign and loves us and is working uh, a, a good work in our life and to be able to think forward and see the joy and see the the righteousness that will be produced by it once we understand that we can we need to be able to submit to it when when I submit to God and I submit my will to him, maybe in the back of my mind I'm thinking, well, do I do I need to be praying to, for safety or protection or good health or should I just submit to everything and, and not even pray about that kind of stuff anymore? I, I feel like I want to continue to pray that God uh, protects me and watches over me so that I don't endure trials daily like, you know, physical harm, etc. <laughs> in that way. So how can I have a good attitude? about a submissive will, what's going to be a realistic way to, to move forward with that? You have to be willing to be able to say, you know, do your work in me. Mm. To fully submit to God and say, you know what? You're all-powerful. You love me. Do whatever you need to do in my life in order to, to uh, not only give you the glory, but to make me a better per 
person. That's a that's a strong statement. That's just right. You know, we we may sing songs about it, and you know, we have prayers about it. God, do what you have to do, but do we really, truly accept that? Do yeah. we really say, God, run me through the ringer, run me through the storms of life that are scary, that are you know that are that are difficult, that are hard. Uh, please do it in order to make me who you want me to be. I think about how when people go through those trials, many people that I've spoken to, myself included, from the times that I've been through the worst years of my life, uh, you come out on the other side trusting God and and leaning on Him a lot more. And a scripture you have in your notes, if I can read it, is Psalm 131, O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor my eyes haughty, nor do I involve myself in great matters or in things too difficult for me. And then in your notes you say, the psalmist is saying, I'm just a simple guy. Yeah. God. He's, <laughs> I mean, he's, I'm, just a, I'm just a simple man. Right. There's nothing special about me. Right. And so that's one way we can pray for our safety and protection for God's good and benevolent will is just to say, I'm not worthy of anything, but I, you know, I call on you. I'm trusting you. But the psalmist isn't done. Uh, and in that, in that scripture, he goes on to say, Surely I have composed and quieted my soul like a weaned child rests against his mother. And my soul is like a weaned child within me. And so part of my submissive will is not just kind of a general lament, well, trials are coming, so I'm just going to have to endure it. But rather it's, well, trials are coming, so I'm going to curl up into the lap of God who sees me like a child. Yeah, what a, what and, a, I, and he is my father. What a beautiful image you have, have there. If you can just imagine a young child curling up in the bosom of their mother. Mm. Uh, and that is what we need to be willing to do is to not only submit to God in the sense of, okay, I accept this, but really give ourselves to him and to, and to, as the scripture says, just, just fully trust in him and just submit everything and know that just like a child, uh, in his mother's arms is comforted and feels secure and feels safe and loved, uh, that we're going to do the same mm -hmm. with God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we're, we're looking at these, uh, ingredients in James chapter one. They're going to help us get through trials and temptations. And, uh, just to kind of sum it up so far, we've talked about a joyous attitude an understanding mind and a submissive will. And these are just straight from the Scripture, James 1, verse 2, 3, and 4. That's my favorite kind of teaching is that you, know, you just look at it, you say it, because it's right there in the, in, in the Bible, and you don't have to go all over creation looking for a point, but they're just kind of like boom, boom, boom. The final two in this list of five are kind of a, a, a maybe a mixture, a hybrid, so we're going to talk about them together. Uh, help me understand these final two ingredients to help me get over... Uh, or help me get through, rather, the trials and temptations that come my way? Well, uh, the first one, verse 5, it starts off with, if any of you lacks wisdom. Mm. And so it's it's pointing out that the understanding, the, the, the 
ability to to deal with the trial. So now we're kind of going from the the bigger picture, you know, the thirty thousand foot view right. of the trial to okay. now we're in the trial. Okay, we're in the moment. We're in the mo- in the moment. And what do we do? Where do we go to get the the wisdom and the understanding to to get through the uh, trial. Right, okay. And the world doesn't have that. Mm. The world does not have the wisdom and an understanding to 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 assist you in any way because they don't have the hope, they don't have the understanding of God. That's a good point. They can alleviate symptoms. Exactly. But they can't root out the main cause. Yes. And we can only find that in God. The scripture uh, in verse 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom and stops there, mm-hmm. we all lack wisdom. Right. We're all having these difficulties uh-huh. and trials, and uh-huh. we, we're not understanding how to get through them. But then it goes on to say, ask God. Mm. And so really he's, he's, he's directing our attention to, rather than trying to figure out how to do it in our own minds, in our own hearts, right. or go to others you know the whole situation with with Job. You know the, okay. the vast majority of the book is him trying to reconcile in his own mind, and then his friends trying to reconcile it. You know why he's going through these right. trials with their preconceived ideas. With their preconceived i i ideas, but James is telling us if you lack wisdom, ask God who gives generously. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, so those final ingredients really going along with that idea of a submissive will. You know, the psalmist who wrote that we're going to curl up in the lap like a child does to the parent. Here we are. I'm without wisdom. I have to submit. I have to admit it. Yes. And seek God's wisdom. Yes. And okay. so, yeah, so we we need to to be pointed in the right direction. And that's really the key here is each one of these verses is building on the next, you know, if if I didn't submit to God, if I didn't truly see and know that he loves me and that all things are working for my good, why in the world would I go for him, mm-hmm. go to him for the wisdom? Because I'd be like, you know, curse this God who's bringing this trial on me. Right. Uh, and so each one of these is building on the other. It's uh, you can't have one without the other. Right. Okay. And so and that's really what the what. James is trying to point out is that God loves you. These trials are to make you better. And when you're in these trials, turn to God. Right. And so it's really all of this is continuing to keep our focus on him because he has the ingredients. It says that he gives generously. Right. And so it's it's not one of those one of those things where he's just like, yeah, you're going through trial. You just need to deal with it. No, he will give us the wisdom to understand the trial, to move through it, to get that endurance. And that, and through all that, we can have that believing heart and know that God is with us mm-hmm. and for us and he loves us. And so all of this is, again, pointing us to God. One of the first verses that I ever memorized as a kid, well, that I can remember, I'm sure there was others beforehand, but Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, verse 4 and 5 say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. 
but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. I like that final, it's, it's conditional. I'm going to trust, I'm going to uh, not lean on myself, I'm going to acknowledge him, and when I do those things, then God will make my path straight. Um, I, I love what you said about how God's not giving us a trial as some form of cosmic uh, joke. Yeah. yeah. Right? There's, there is always uh, a reason for what we go through. Yes. If anything, just to submit and have the attitude that Jesus did of not my will but thine be done. Yes, yes. Help me understand James 3, verse 17. I noticed that in your notes and uh, talking about wisdom coming from above and not from below. Uh, how does that fit in with James 1? Well, it says every, verse 17, there says, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming uh-huh. down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting sh- sh- shadow. So we know that the wisdom that is from above is perfect, it's good, it's wholesome, it's useful, and that uh, and that we the the wisdom that comes from the world by uh, by uh, contrast is 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 evil, it's mm-hmm. bad, it's worthless, and so again we need to understand and know that uh, that that God who gives wisdom graciously is giving you wisdom that is good, that is perfect, right, that is wholesome. So I'm going to have a believing heart, and I'm going to be turning to God, trusting in Him, in His wisdom, and His ways, instead of mine. And the key there is, uh, is that you need to know that it's going to happen. You need to believe. Okay. You need to be able to believe that that it will, because as it says, the the doubting mind. Let me. Kind of. Let's back in verse six. Yeah, th- this is what I was going to next. So great minds think alike, brother. Uh-huh. Uh, why don't you read that James one verse six and and help us understand how we should be coming to God. It says uh, verse six, but he must ask in faith without any doubt doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. So. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and read uh, verse 7 says, For the, that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. You know, the, the image that's given there, the, the surf that's, that, uh, the surf of the sea, the wind being tossed, right. you know, the waves are, are ever rolling and moving, going mm-hmm. nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the image that we have that if we're asking God for the wisdom for the grace for the for the mercy we need to believe that not only is he going to give it to us but he's able to give it to us and that he wants to give it to us right and the scripture before that says that he gives wisdom graciously mm-hmm. you know it's overflowing it's 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 he wants to give it to us he wants to help us he wants us to get through the trial better he's our biggest cheerleader (laughs) and so uh we need to know and understand that we need to believe that he's going to get us through that he's going to give us the wisdom to be able to endure uh because if if we ask the wind if we just ask not believing or knowing that that he will provide these things that he's promised, 
we shouldn't expect that we should get any of it. I think about Jesus said, oh, this unbelieving generation, da-da-da-da-da, and says, Lord, I want to believe. Help my unbelief. Yes. That kind of gives me goosebumps of somebody who is acknowledging that they're struggling with kind of all of the the hows and the mechanics behind it's going to happen. He's kind of got the he's got the um, the big picture figured out, but he doesn't understand the fine tunings of the machine or whatever yeah. how how this is going to happen. And so he's willing to admit, Lord, help my unbelief. So I guess my question would be, um, in the action of me believing in God, uh, according to verse six, and having asking in faith. Do I need to know everything about how God is going to answer it or how uh, God works whenever I ask in faith? Because uh, sometimes I, I feel like I don't know. So how, would I, how do I reconcile that? No. The short answer is no. <laughs> you don't have to, to know. You know, the God is a mysterious being. And we do not understand all of his ways. You know, the scripture says that his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Right. And his ways are higher than my, my Isaiah, ways. Isaiah uh, 55, verse 8 and 9. And so, no. Okay. We don't always know how. We don't always know when. Right. We don't, uh, but we do need to know and understand that it's happening. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. We need to, we, you know, he gives us the wisdom, he gives us the abilities, he gives us the the endure, or the uh, grace to be able to endure, but we don't always know. And sometimes it is hard to recognize, uh, you know, one, one prayer that I constantly have is for God to show me his grace, mm. to God, for God to, so that I can recognize it, so that I can see that that's what this is. That's that's why this ha- right. ha- happened was for, uh, you know, it's easy to look back in the rearview mirror and say, you know, you can see God all over a, 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 an issue, a sit- situation, a trial. But in the moment, sometimes it's it's hard. It's hard to see that providence at work. And that's really where that, that believing, right. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. But if I ask in faith for God's wisdom, it says he gives it to me mm-hmm. graciously, and it's going to happen. And so, no, you don't have to understand the providential care that God gives us, but you you do have to know and believe that it's there and that he is a good God who gives graciously. Well, brother, let me sum them up real quick uh, for those who enjoy hearing it in the list form. If I'm going through a trial— James chapter 1 advocates for a joyous attitude, an understanding mind, a submissive spirit or submissive will, a believing heart, and a trusting in God's wisdom, turning to God in faith rather than relying on myself. What a helpful set of scriptures for whenever you're going through whether it just be a bad day, all the way to maybe some of the more darker, extreme trials that we go through, such as the loss of a loved one or uh, a life change that's going to impact every single facet of our life. I'm thankful for James 1 
I'm thankful for you and for your Bible study. I'm wondering if you have any final thoughts, maybe a word of encouragement for people. There's two quotes that uh, that I have in my notes that I think uh, I do not know who the author was. Okay. But I did find this, this anonymous. scripture. Yes, yeah, anonymous. It says, all trials are for two pur- purposes, so that I can better understand my own wicked heart and that I may be better acquainted with my beloved sake. Savior. Mm. And so the trials that we go through, not only again are they producing something better in us, it helps us to reflect and see the faith that we have. Uh, Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not calamity, to give you a future and a hope that you will call upon me and come to pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Well, thank you, brother, very much for coming on today. Grateful for spending this time with you. Look forward to times in the future when you can come back. And uh, until the next time, the next cup of coffee, we'll see you then. Thank you, brother. I want to thank Brother Wesley for coming on to the podcast Every time someone comes on, they're always a little bit nervous whenever they see the recording equipment, but by the end of it, typically we're really rolling well and we're having a great time. So I'm hopeful for him to come back on and share another study with us in the future. So brother, thank you very much. For everybody out there, I invite you to please subscribe to this channel on SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts. Uh, You can download these episodes and listen to them at your convenience. It's like radio on demand. And please share it with others. This is the best way that I can get the message out is whenever people who are listening and have subscribed will share it with their family and friends, will listen to it with others, and will share it and express uh, the way that it's helpful in their life. And until next week, you can go to the website, www.pureandsimplebible.com, and I'd love to share some of those resources with you for you to use for yourself and for others absolutely free. Until next week, this is Jonathan Edwards. Always remember, God loves you very much, and I do too. Lord willing, see you soon. Well, I'm here to tell you a story, a story that is true, about a judge by the name of Gideon. He was a man like me and you.